Hey everybody, welcome back to the Coffee and Combos podcast. I'm your host Alyssa and I'm so excited because across from me is Shannon Scott. <laughs> I had to sing it because I'm so excited that she's here. Um, I'm out of breath too because I'm just like really stoked. Um, if you don't know who Shannon is, she is also a fellow podcast host for Ideas with Intention and she's also a really cool uh, what would you call it? Is it like a consultant? You're like a creative mm-hmm. consultant. And she also just had her amazing weekend workshop mastermind thing. All the things. That is called This Wild Idea. And though I didn't get to attend, I know all the good things happened. And I'm just so excited to chat with her. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm really stoked. Um, we're actually in Gold Standard Studios, and so you won't be hearing any coffee being made or anything, but we are enjoying some coffee, and Shannon is enjoying some chai. <laughs> so it'll be a good one, and I'm really excited. Um, before we get like started, I guess just give us a little introduction. I know I touched on a little bit of what you do, but I'd love to hear more. From you. Yeah. Um, so hi, everybody listening. <laughs> um, I guess I would describe myself as a small business strategist and creative consultant. And um, I tend to work with small business owners and meeting their ideas with intention. I'm a super intentional person. Um, but what I love to do is a lot of project-based work. So Um, collaborating with uh, business owners and brands that are doing some really cool things but maybe need a little strategic direction or creative development around their ideas or figuring out how to deliver it really effectively or in a creative way. So um, I do a lot of small business strategy but then I also really love to talk about just the creative execution of, you know, activations and how to bring your client or your customer um, engage, have them engage with your product or your service in a cool way that's different, that disrupts culture, that, you know, is going to make an impact. So that's the work I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when we first crossed paths, it was sometime last year and it was when Nancy and I were kind of running our own podcast called The Casual Creatives, and you and I got to meet and chat with Nancy, and we also had you as a guest on our Mm -hmm. podcast then, so I don't know if any of you guys listened from there, but it's really cool to see your growth within this just past year that we've known each other, because you lived here in San Diego, but now you live in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. and you're from Canada, so it's just like, this is such a cool, (laughs) (laughs) like... I feel like you live such a cool life, and I'd love to hear more about like your background and how you got to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you mentioned I yeah I'm from Canada, so um, I am from Toronto originally. That's where um, we moved from to come here to San Diego. Um, and my background is actually like my corporate backgrounds in meetings and, and events management. I studied hospitality and tourism in school back in Toronto. So did my husband and he went like the hotel route and I went the event management route. And that was like what I loved. I loved like the creative ideation around events. And um, my most of my work was working for a travel incentive firm. So um, we were like a third party planning firm that would uh, plan these like crazy incentive trips for uh, these companies and like the top salespeople would get to go on this trip when, you know, they 
met, met their quotas and that that was what I planned. So these like once in a lifetime type of trips yeah. that you couldn't duplicate on your own. Um, but I, you know, I was doing that, but it was a lot of like budgeting and not as creative sometimes. Like 90% of it was, you know, on Excel, like staring at Excel every single day. <laughs> so I didn't want to do that anymore. And I just started to Actually, it's such a weird story. I'm mean, gonna okay. This is it's not a linear path whatsoever of how yeah. I got to where I am, but um, at the time I was super interested in in health and nutrition, and I started you know and I started learning more about that. I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I just because I like had this crazy idea, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll have my own wellness center one day. That would be really cool to do. And I guess I need some education to do that. <laughs> so I enrolled in this online school and. Um, through that, I learned that it was like a health coaching certification. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And I kind of dabbled in that work for a bit, but I realized it was way more of a personal interest of mine and not something I necessarily wanted to do for a business. But then I had like drank the Kool-Aid. I'm like, this is really cool. Like what else could I, how could I continue to maybe do this? And um, I started to figure out, you know, what other skills of mine can I monetize? And um, just through being in masterminds and doing little bits of things, I started to, you know, just help my peers. And what I was doing is realizing that my strengths were some things that they didn't have and that were their, was their weaknesses, I guess you could say, and just around organization and just big picture stuff. And um, I started to focus and hone in on that a little bit more. And that's kind of evolved over the past couple of years where now I'm really I've niched it down and yeah. I know what I'm really good at but um yeah that was kind of the path to where I am now I never thought that I would be you know working for myself or I always thought I would be in a company working my yeah. way up and doing that but well I guess I, <laughs> I didn't know what was coming and you know the plan was written somewhere else so yeah that's how I kind of got to where I am now I guess does that answer your question yeah absolutely okay. <laughs> I love that I love especially that you said that your path was not linear and I think mm. what most of us imagine and I know even when I quit my job like six months ago I was like okay I'm gonna do social media strategy and that's it mm -hmm. you know that's yeah. it and even that alone has its own challenges and me trying to navigate this like entrepreneurial freelance space like it's crazy and you actually have helped me kind of narrow down and find out like what I'm good at and you know even if it was just these chats um like FaceTiming for mm -hmm. like just 30 minutes to an hour because I was going insane like have have really helped me and that's something that you offer too is just like she has this really cool thing called chats for chai right and <laughs> yeah. um just you know because I don't drink coffee <laughs> yeah which you know I'm not mad at I really do enjoy chais too but um it's I love that you are very, you love to help people and you could tell that it's, it's a part of, it's like, it's embedded in you. Mm -hmm. And like, just from what you share that you have this passion for helping others grow in their own space, no matter what it is. And you've helped me even navigate this whole podcast world because I'm still new to this and we just launched this in June and I don't really know what I'm doing, but <laughs> you know, you've been doing this for quite some time and it's really cool that you still support other people and um sorry I'm like super sick right now <laughs> <laughs> so um but I love that and I what is a piece of advice that you give to someone who maybe wants to dive in and wants to take 
their maybe creative idea to the next step or doesn't really know where to start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I felt like we talked about that a lot this past weekend at the event of, yes. you know, there was one worksheet that we had and it was space to just kind of dump all of your ideas out there. And so I led this workshop and I called it the art of intention. And I really think that the art of intention is threefold and it first, you know, addresses um, what you really want. So to me, that's like taking a values-based approach to business and weaving that in. And a lot of times we do that work, you know, when you're starting a business, you write down, what are my top five values? And you write down these like five words, like authenticity and simplicity and creativity. And like, okay, that's great. Like, but how are you actually activating that in your life or in your business? How are you embodying it? And I think the businesses and the brands that can do that and they do that effectively, like that gives them an edge over other brands or, you know, similar uh, businesses as them. And it differentiates you when you are actually embodying what it is that you value. Um, And I think it's great for business, but it's also great personally because then it keeps you in your own lane and you're not like self-sabotaging yourself by trying to do all the different things that you might come across. So like really looking at like, what do you really want? And then the second thing is what your business really needs to thrive. Mm -hmm. And we talked about just the fact that you know, it's really difficult to pursue what's essential versus what's ego-based. So again, it's like all these like ideas in front of you that seem really cool, but like asking yourself the hard question and making the hard trade-offs of, is this something that's actually going to make my business thrive? Is this what I need in this season of business? Or am I just doing this because, oh, it seems really cool. Like Mm -hmm. even before we started recording, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to have a studio. Like, you know, but for me, it's like, <laughs> is that what my business really needs right now to thrive? I have to ask myself that question, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of being really intentional about that. And then the third fold is just what your customer, your audience really needs as well. Like what's really going to serve your customer, or your audience, and having those insights as the business owner. Because at the end of the day, your business starts and ends with your customer. Like that's what it's about. Right. So knowing that and leading with that as well. And if you combine those three things, then it makes it a lot easier for you to narrow down what you should move forward with. Like what is the next right thing? So that's kind of my approach. That's like wow. my advice. But that was yeah. a little snippet from my, my workshop. Ooh, I love it. I'm like taking mental notes. I'm going to re-listen to this. Like, <laughs> you don't need to take saying? mental notes. <laughs> you can re-listen, yeah. <laughs> um, well, since you gave us a little sneak peek as to what this wild idea was, mm-hmm. I'd love for you to explain in your own words what it is um, what you, what you felt when you were planning it. Mm-hmm. Cause I know when we did chat, you were kind of like, oh my gosh, it's happening <laughs> and it's out there in the universe. I don't yeah. know like how well it's going to be, but just seeing after, even after the weekend, mm-hmm. um, seeing the posts and you sharing it on your stories, it looked like such a great experience. And you could tell the people who've attended, like really took away a lot from learning from you. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear kind of like your process, like beginning during and after yeah wow well that in itself (laughs) is wild like it just I've been planning it for 
a long time. Like I had the idea for a while and I think I started planning in February, like oh, with wow. contacting the speakers that I wanted to just feel out to see if they'd be interested in collaborating and building like the framework. So I've been <clears throat> working on this like the whole year. And then I think I started marketing in July and I launched a wait list around it. And then tickets went on sale, I think at the end of August. And yeah, there it was challenging the planning process. Um, I mean, I'm a planner, I, like by by trade, um, so I kind of had my handle over all of the logistics and that sort of thing. But I didn't anticipate it being a challenge to, I guess, like get people to commit to. Like there were some people that would buy their ticket right away, and I think it's just. I mean, everyone's different. Um, some people like to sit on things, but the marketing aspect, that was like a, a more outside of my comfort zone or just, it was a lot. I, I was really tapped out by like the la- the past couple of weeks of Aww. marketing. I was like, I'm yeah. done. I just want to like be there and do it. Um, but it was a great experience. I learned a lot, especially, you know, if I were to do it next time, I would definitely want to hire on more support. Um, because yeah, I was, I was wearing all the hats and mm-hmm. I was marketing and creating content and uh, like trying to get sponsors and all of the things. Um, and it was, it was interesting because I think you have to do something the first time to really learn from it because Absolutely. even with like creating graphics, I, um, I definitely could have outsourced that, but I didn't know what I needed until I needed it. So the next time that I do it, I have like this, you know, this is what I created and this is what I can get someone to duplicate. But um, yeah, leading up to it, I was super excited. And then the weekend itself just flew by. Um, it was so fast, but it was amazing. And it was exactly what I pictured. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish there was had been a little bit more time and space to um, just have room to dig a little bit more deep deeper into each individual person's ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran a little bit late on the Saturday, so that time got like eaten by the other sessions. And But it was good. And I think there was enough time. And what I hear time and time again over like the past couple of days is just that people were walking away having made such great connections and mm. that the people there were really high quality people, which is always amazing. Yeah. So I think with any event like the content is great but it's always more about the connections that you make and so mm-hmm. that's I think what I feel most proud of that I was able to connect people and who knows what's gonna come from that I mean you were at the workshop last year and yeah. I mean I'm sure you met some some people there yes. that you might still be connected to I know a lot of people stay connected from that workshop alone so yeah it's just that's my favorite part that's what I feel most proud about I love that. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, funny that you mentioned that. A few days before your workshop, I met up with Perla from Elevation Eating, and um, we were talking about, like, wait, where did we meet? And we're like, oh, my gosh, we met at Shannon's <laughs> workshop. And it was called Ideas with Intention. It wasn't as extensive as this wild idea, but it was a very inclusive space that you created. Mm-hmm. It was this beautiful, like, round table setting, and everyone just sat in a circle, and shared our ideas and it was very intimidating. I could share right now that like it was at the time what our what my focus on was completely different than it is now. But even putting our ideas on paper, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. It's so intimidating. And, you know, it's one of those things where we have these ideas and it's like, oh, I could work on it later. This sounds like great. I'll just keep it in my like back pocket. But once you put it on paper and you see that it is something that you can or can't do right now, you're like, Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. For whatever reason, like, it just 
creates a different experience. Yeah. Because sometimes when I see it, I'm like, okay, now I have to work on it. Now, like, I have to hold myself accountable. It's in my planner. Mm-hmm. It, I have to work on it today, tomorrow, and however long I want to continue doing it. Um, I've really love that you create this inclusive space for people and I think it's just like you have such a great energy to you and thanks (laughs) um and I love that because when you reached out to us last year like you just reached out like you're like hey I'm Shannon and I want to be in your podcast and we're like cool like we love you already and we immediately became friends. I love that you actually put yourself out there. I think that's something that not a lot of people do mm-hmm. and you're actually able to create relationships and valuable just connections mm-hmm. off of that. Yeah. How what's a like how do you get outside of your comfort zone in that sense? Cuz I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people are still very um, shy or don't really know how to like pitch to other people or totally. don't really know how to position themselves to be like, "Hey, I really like what you're doing, but Mm -hmm. they don't really know how to kind of communicate that. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, it's funny that you say that you've noticed that about me because I'm an introvert and so that doesn't always (laughs) come and people are always surprised by that. I guess I'm like an extroverted introvert. I don't know. Ambivert. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, We'll go with that. Um, (laughs) I know words. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think my advice there, something that I realized early or earlier this year was that I just couldn't no longer take um like a passive approach to business I had to take a proactive like proactive approach to business versus passive because you know business isn't just gonna like knock on your door and be like hey like let's give you some money you know you have to go (laughs) after that you have to you have to actually do the work and be um the person that is positioning yourself and for these different opportunities to meet you. Um, So I think the most important thing before you reach out, like anytime I'm even pitching to be on someone else's podcast, I – I always do my research. I'm like, I'm not just going to come up with a, write a, a big long list of different outlets that I want to reach out to and just go and, you know, spend an hour doing that. Like I want to take time to make sure that each person that I'm reaching out to um, is aligned and that what I'm proposing is going to be a win-win situation. And it's not more one-sided, like I'm just the one getting everything out of this, <laughs> you know, conversation or out of this opportunity. So I think that's really important. And I think when you have that energy behind it, then it's so easy for that other person to feel that and to actually say yes. And I've just been lucky enough that the right people have said yes. There's definitely been some no's and that's fine too. But I think doing your due diligence of the research of, you know, why you want to connect with that person, are, are they aligned? And then communicating that to them and saying like, this is how I see us align the alignment between the two of us and this is what I see us doing together and kind of laying it all out so it is an easy yes for them if that makes sense but yeah for sure yeah just gotta go for it take a proactive approach don't be passive (laughs) I love that (laughs) advice because I always feel like there's times where it goes in waves for me when I'm just like I'm gonna start like pitching and I have like my Mm -hmm. list I'm like yes I'm gonna be very intentional and I'm like okay what are their brand values and mm-hmm. how can I partner with them to where it makes sense? And yeah. then, you know, and I'm like, I go all in, 
But then, like, maybe the next week I just, like, don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're very intentional behind every aspect of your business. And you actually make that effort to do so. And I feel like that's something I need to work on personally Mm -hmm. when, I don't know, I feel like there's this, like, I get confident and then, like, when I don't receive anything or I'm just like, oh, my God, like, uh, they didn't respond to me. I don't want to follow up yet because I don't want to seem too, like, needy. (laughs) But how how can we get surpa- how can we surpass that mm-hmm. and how can we just continue to stay confident even when we have like no's or people who don't respond mm-hmm. yeah i'll first say too before i like go there but one of the things that i've done in the past year is try and be really creative with my approach and mm-hmm. try and think about what someone is not expecting and then exceed their expectations i guess like I, I'm speaking specifically about when I'm working with clients or if I have a conversation about a potential working relationship, I'll create a proposal. And I don't think that they um, expect for me to go into as much detail as I do around the way that I design it. And I mm-hmm. like include really small details that they'll notice that, hey, I have, I'm really committed to this and this is something that I'm really invested in. So looking for those small details to, or like ways to surprise and delight like the person on the other end, I think that's key um, for them just to say maybe yes on the first try. But if they don't and you have to follow up, um, yeah, I mean, it's, people are busy, right? I think mm-hmm. we, we for, like forget that they have lives and they have <laughs> a whole inbox full of things. And I'm a very sensitive person. So I immediately <laughs> go to like, oh my God, what did I do? Did I say something wrong? Or... Um, you know, just you, you go into that headspace, but I think it's good to have that reminder of, hey, they're just busy. They probably just missed it. And I think if you can think of it like that before you follow up and just say, hey, I'm, 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 re- I'm following up because this is something that I want to do to serve you then and just switching that in your mind. Mm. Um, and, you know, obviously not like badgering the person, but having at least one or two follow ups. And then if they if you don't hear from them, then move on and and that might come back later. So just trust that, like, if it doesn't work out, it's because you're creating space for something right to come in. That's the way I always look at it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I knew that because I'm just like, man, it, it gets so. Yeah. I yeah. just feel so Everything overwhelmed. Everything happens for know? a reason. I think Very that's been true. my mantra since I was like 13. Really? <laughs> Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It always works out. When you think about it, when you look back of like, why didn't this opportunity work out? And then you like do the trail and you're like, oh, well then that wouldn't have happened if that mm-hmm. didn't, you know, if that did. So I always Very go true. there. Very true. Mm-hmm. Kind of going back to this wild idea, I'd love to hear your approach when it came to finding people people to have at your workshop and like how did you plan it when you weren't even in San Diego for one (laughs) because I already find it very hard to plan out events here yeah (laughs) let alone outside of your city Mm -hmm. state um yeah I'd love to hear all about that because you had some pretty awesome people who were a part of your event you mean speakers and the facilitators yeah Mm -hmm. um I first started I guess with like what the content was of what the structure was and then I kind of listed out the people that came to mind um, who I felt represented that particular topic and started reaching out in that way or um, I really did utilize my network here I know it's funny like planning something from the middle literally the middle of the Pacific Ocean (laughs) I'm so far away Um, but I 
I asked myself at the beginning of this year, like, what is going to make this feel easy? Like, marketing doesn't come very easy to me, as if that might surprise people, but it's not something I enjoy doing for myself. I'm like, I can talk about marketing strategies for anybody else, but <laughs> when it comes to my own stuff, like, I have all of those same fears and, you know, um, feelings and emotions that are wrapped up into it. But I, I asked myself, like, what is going to make this feel easy? And the the idea that just came to me was to utilize and leverage my network here on the ground. Like, And so I was really intentional about reaching out to certain individuals who I knew had experienced my work and could speak like about my character um, to other people and to share that. So that was a huge part of just me being able to plan and to get the word out. Um, I also like sent an email asking like, where should I host this thing? This is where I'm thinking and like, where have you been? What's new? What have, what did I miss like from being away in the past year? And so I I honestly couldn't do this without my San Diego family here, <laughs> the tribe of people here. Even when I arrived, um, just the women that rallied together to support me was – I just – I honestly don't know how I could have done it. So um, it all came together, but I definitely – it's relationships. It's just building really strong relationships. And I think that this, for me, it's really important because when I was younger, I was bullied, so I didn't have – in I know, in elementary school, you know, at the worst girls in my class. Um, but ever since that experience, when I connect with somebody, when I build a friendship that I feel really good about, those people are like gems in my life. And I do whatever I, I can to keep that connection just because I know how valuable that is and how, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have that. So mm -hmm. I think my ability to build really strong foundational friendships um, – comes in handy too with just planning events and and so yeah I couldn't have done this without the people that I made friends with the year before that's Aww. how that's how this was possible for sure I love that and as we look at Sam yes. right now <laughs> Sam has been driving me around everywhere Aww, love her Sam. To death. <laughs> she's also been on the podcast you guys know hers Samantha Louise designs and I just feel like this is such a full circle moment because Sam's here you're here I don't know like all the women in our group, like, it's just so incredible to see everyone's growth and how much we all support each other in what we're all doing. Yeah. And be it, like, some of those things kind of overlap, mm -hmm. but it's not competition. It's really just, like, empowering one another. And I love that. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, having lived in different places, this, yeah. is, this is special. Like, if you are in San Diego, like – you you've hit you know goals here because I don't think this exists everywhere I haven't come across it necessarily so I, mean, I love I'll that you said that yeah it's it's unlike anything I've experienced the creative community here and it was funny even when I was um just welcoming everybody over this weekend and my friend Cassie she was looking for her seat and I'm like oh just sit de next to Devin and she's like oh I don't know Devin but Okay. And I was like, oh, like I can forget that my San Diego, some of them don't know each other, but I just like <laughs> assume everyone's connected because I mean, I've met so many people that, you know, you're friends with this person. Everyone's just friends and mm -hmm. everyone knows everybody. And I think that's a really great thing to be a small business owner here because it can help you in so many different ways. So, I love that. San Diego is a gem. I totally agree. <laughs> I love that. I know. We need you to come back because it's it's so different. Um, 
when I know and then Sam's leaving too I'm like oh my gosh everyone's leaving (laughs) it's okay it's okay (laughs) um but aside from all that you've I don't know how you find the time to plan this event and you've also hosted um ideas with intention in other places as well and you still have time to record your podcast (laughs) and you still have time to coach your clients. Like, mm-hmm. that's incredible. I think you're one of the first people I came across that, like, really just, like, embrace this freelance life. And I'm just like, oh, damn, like, she's doing it. You know? <laughs> like, it's it's intimidating for me because I still don't really know, like, what mm-hmm. avenue I want to go in. And I'm still trying to figure that out. But um, how do you do it all, girl? <laughs> Tell us your secrets. Gosh, um, <laughs> I don't know. You're naming these things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do that too. Um, I guess I really um, – I work in seasons. Like that's that's my mm-hmm. thing. Like I mean working with clients is kind of ongoing. But, um, you know, this summer was a season of many ideas with intention workshops. I went on like tour, which was – there it were two so spots. Cute. It was. I just wanted to say I was going on tour. <laughs> no, you um, went on tour, girl. Canadian tour. Yeah, I stopped in Toronto and uh, Vancouver. So I did tour. Um, but yeah, it was that was the season. That was the summer season. I knew that my business tends to take like a lull during the summer. Like people mm. are busy. They're not like, yeah, I want to go to, you know, invest in a business, you know, consultant right now. It's not really the time for that. It depends, but it's less likely. And so I, knowing that I was like, okay, I'm going to do some events and some workshops. And, um, and so that was the season for that. And then with the podcast recently, um, just this past season, I started doing seasons. Um, I had never done seasons before. I was just pumping out weekly episodes and it was exhausting. And I was like, okay, I, can't, I don't have time to work on other projects. So, um, have someone told me about you know why don't you do seasons and I was like that's a genius idea because one when you look at it for tv it's like you can build up excitement for a season like Mm -hmm. this is us just started you know like two weeks ago and (laughs) if you look at like how they market that like there is so much build up and so that when the season drops everyone is super excited to listen or to watch um it's the same thing that I'm starting to do for the podcast um and so by releasing 10 episode seasons, it gives me the time and space to plan it out, but to also work on other projects in the break. So what I do is a 10 episode season, then I, with a two month break in between. So one month that's actually a break, like not doing anything. And then the that's next cool. month is prepping for the season ahead. Um, so there's that. Yeah, that's the podcast events and yeah, coaching clients. Um, what else did you say? Dang I don't girl. remember. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just doing it. I mean, and you you mentioned like you're still trying to figure it out and so am I. Like I'm thinking about how my business is going to evolve, how to scale a service-based business is mm-hmm. a little bit tricky. Um, so there's, I definitely don't have it all figured out. <laughs> so it's nice that you think I do, but <laughs> definitely not. You know, there's still big question marks for me of like how to move forward and yeah. Just being that person that's like always on the go. I'm like ready to do what's next. And mm-hmm. the not knowing, yeah, it can be really nerve wracking. But I, I think you just have to sit with it. And that's so hard for me because I'm not patient. And I often try to <laughs> effort my way to clarity. And yeah. um, that just doesn't work. So what have been some of the challenges just throughout your your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, Gosh, so many. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me has been 
just the consistency for clients and income, that has been tricky. Um, and I've learned that entrepreneurship is just a wave, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it feels like a roller coaster. And I think it takes a good while, like I would say at least like five years being in business to establish some consistency. Um, and I think it's different for everyone to your pace. Like, but for me, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like minimum five years. Um, but yeah, I think I wouldn't be able to do what I do without my husband too. He's a huge support and I don't think I could do this full time if, you know, it wasn't for him to have that support. So I, I'm always very transparent about that because I think people need to hear that. They need to mm-hmm. know how, how are other people managing to do Doing this. It. And yeah. so it's a partnership, you know, it, and that's what's been working for me. Um, so I never want someone to compare themselves and say like, oh, you're, you're doing it. Like, yeah, I'm doing it, but like I'm doing it, I'm making it work for my lifestyle. Mm. And that can look different for you. And if yeah. that means having like a side gig or like driving Uber on the weekend or something, you know, like, it. and that's, yeah. that's totally it's fine. fine. It's yeah. so, I think there was like some stigma around having, you know, a part-time job. I remember when I first entered the entrepreneurial space, Space. It was like online entrepreneurship and it was all like quit the nine to five. And like if you hadn't, if you weren't doing that, then it was like not, it meant you weren't successful. And that's just mm. not the case at all because everyone has different types of expenses and things that they want to do. So whatever you need to do to survive and to make it work and to keep doing that, then that's, that's like noble. That's brave to me. And like that's being a badass and doing the damn thing. So yeah, yeah I think Absolutely. it's different for everyone. Yeah, and that's so true. I feel like people always, same thing, the way I perceive you when you're lifestyle, I'm like, damn, Shannon, you're <laughs> killing it, you know, and you're doing great things. People see that in mm-hmm. me, and like I see that in Sam and just all the other people around us. And it's always so interesting when you do have that conversation with them and you find out, like, okay, no, not everything's perfect, and you're right. Like, life, there's these waves that we have to ride. Mm-hmm. And you know, just going through it. I went to New York and I was like, shit, I'm dead broke. What am I doing here? You know what I mean? Um, but it was also like shifting that mindset, like, oh, I'm grateful to be here. And mm-hmm. I'm, and I have a family that supports me back home and I'm fine. Like, I'm just, I need to work my butt off. Mm-hmm. And I realized just in those last, like, few months like I know I haven't been putting 100% into something because I didn't know what that was especially after unfiltered because I was like I put my 100% into that and I was like this is it but then it was over and I was like okay I don't know what's next now what yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so I'd love to hear what's next for you (laughs) and this wild idea yeah um we'll see if we're gonna do another one I it's funny after the after the event I was talking to my mom on the phone she's like so you're gonna do like two events a year in San Diego I'm like no, like, what are you talking about? Mom? Like two a year? It took me an entire year to do this. Um, I'm sure I'll host it again. I've learned a lot, like, of just the way I would structure that um, whole event. I'd probably make it shorter in terms of, like, a day and a half. Or, mm-hmm. um, But I really did like the, the framework around it. Uh, we really d- dove into, like, the three elements that make your ideas soar. So, like, first was intention, as I mentioned earlier, um, the second was innovation and third being influence and marketing and all of that. So um, I'm sure I'll do that again. I don't know when. I have no plans of like the next one is next. You know, I'm not that good of a planner. <laughs> we don't have the date yet. Um, I'm sure I'll do it again. I don't know where it would will be or what it will look like just yet. Um, but yeah, what's next for me? I think 
over the remainder of this year, I'm, I'm kind of just asking myself that question. I'm really reflecting on it. I definitely still love doing one-on-one uh, consulting, like project-based consulting, but I'm, I think I need to get really clear to, uh, or more clear of the right type of business owner still. Um, I definitely, I work with my my ideal client, but I also have some clients that are maybe a little bit outside of that. So I want to refine that a little bit more and be able to work with the right people. Um, I still want to grow the podcast. That's a big thing. Um, I'm hoping to do some pop-up podcast events. I know we were talking about Mm -hmm. that, um, to just be able to connect and collaborate with intentional brands and business owners and uh, do like a live interview plus like an experiential component uh, to that event. So um, I might try and start that on the island, but there's only so many people on the (laughs) island that I can connect with. So I don't know what that will look like yet, but um, I definitely want to create more opportunities to showcase brands that I I rally behind and that I believe in, um, but also uh, be able to support them with, you know, their strategy and moving forward. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what is the next foreseeable future, just still continuing to consult, um, with the right person and grow the podcast. Um, but beyond that, there is something else, like I want to figure out a way how to, how to scale and how to pivot a little bit, but I don't know what that looks like yet. I'm, it's a big question mark for me that I've been struggling with all week and Sam knows because <laughs> it's just, again, I'm trying to effort my way to clarity and that just doesn't work. So I, I really want to give myself the rest of the year to just feel into it and have conversations like this because I think I was just having – I had a coffee date earlier today and we were saying that when you're in conversation, I'm a verbal processor. So, you know, things become clear when you have, you're having conversation with somebody else or something will spark an idea or you'll hear about how somebody else is doing something and mm-hmm. that will give you an idea. So I'm just going to trust that that happens and yeah, that absolutely. I get that divine inspiration over the next few months um, and I'll maybe redirect. But for now, I'm still loving, you know, just working with the right people on their ideas, moving mm. their businesses forward. Yeah. And yeah. you've helped me a ton. So <laughs> I'm so thankful for you. Um Let's talk more about your podcast. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear, because it wasn't called Ideas with Intention at first, right? What no, was it called? The Made for More podcast. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about your podcast mm-hmm. because that's kind of like how I first met you. And that was like my first introduction that you had a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear kind of your background into creating one why you created one, and then why you kind of rebranded. Yeah, um, I created it because I was looking for a way to create content in my business consistently. So creating content isn't my strength. I realized that in the past year. I was like, this is something that I feel like I want to pull my hair out, like, that I have to show <laughs> up every single day and do. And it, and it, you know, people were blogging and doing video, and I was just like, this is exhausting. And so podcasting to me was the was the medium in which I could co-create with somebody so like Mm -hmm. what we're doing right now Mm -hmm. is co-creating and so that's why I decided to go down that path because it was almost like half the work for me I'm like okay maybe you know creating content can feel easy and so um, I started doing it and I loved it because I just found I was being less of a perfectionist too. Like if I were to write a blog, I'd be like picking, every, you know, 
like nitpicky about every single word and the <laughs> sentence structure and I was like, I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to be on the podcast. And I even sometimes record the same sentence like 10 times. I'm like, just leave it, Shannon, and move on. Um, so I am still a little bit of a perfectionist, but it's less, um, you know. Um, so that's the reason I decided to start that because I knew that to be a business owner, I have to continually share content that really represents who I am, what I do to just build brand awareness. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was the reason. And um, the involvement of the name, yeah, I, I originally I, – so I, I remember I came up with the name Made for More podcast right after I moved to San Diego. I remember it was in like – the hotel room still before we even had a place to live and I was oh, like wow. trying to I was looking through my website and I had used that phrase like I think three times on different pages and I was like oh this sounds really good and um it it was something that I believed in at the time and what and it represented the type of entrepreneur I was working with somebody that was more beginner and that just felt like they were made for more and wanting to transition so you can see how like my ideal client mm-hmm. has completely changed yeah. over the last year year and a half two years um so that was the reason for me changing the name because I wanted, again, you know, it had to move with the direction I was heading in in my business and Made For More didn't really feel like the right fit or the right listener anymore. So um, that's why I changed it to Ideas With Intention. And actually, Ideas With Intention was the name I came up with for that workshop that you attended. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, shoot, but like I really like that name for the podcast. So I ended up just naming the podcast that too. Um, and it just made sense because I was sharing others' ideas that were intentional or that I found, <laughs> and I wanted to showcase that. And then I was bringing strategy for how others could do the same. So, yeah, it's evolved, and it was always it was a scary thing too. I was like, oh no, I'm going to change the name, got to change everything, and um, even when I think I haven't even figured out how to change like the iTunes like URL still says like made for more <laughs> in it. I'm like, oh, well, how do I get that? Get rid of that? But I mean. Those are little details that nobody really notices. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really still love the direction it's heading in now. And I recently actually um, pivoted slightly to explore topics beyond business. So not just focusing on the small business owner or entrepreneur, but just like the modern day multifaceted woman who Mm -hmm. wants to be intentional in her life. So this past season, we explored topics like intentional relationships and – you know, slow fashion and and that kind of thing. Um, So just going, kind of hitting these other things that just me, myself, am interested, the topics that I'm interested in. I love that. So I'm loving that direction too. I know. I've noticed how how you've kind of, like you said, pivoted and just added Mm -hmm. more topics. And I think that that makes it so easy for like us to listen to. And plus, like I love that you even incorporate episodes of you just talking Mm -hmm. because – um, I can't do that. I can't really have a conversation with myself, you know, like I think I'd sound crazy. Mine are like 15 but- <laughs> minutes. I'm like, I can't talk by myself for longer than 15 minutes. So, um, but I really do love that mix and I love that you break it down in seasons and I love that, you know, you get to be very intentional behind it and everything, just your, even your website is just stunning. <laughs> your photos are beautiful. Like every single aspect that's, that you show and that you give there's just some value to it and it brings a lot Thank of you. just like <laughs> beauty and you know 
those good feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it means a lot. That website was a beast. Just to, to, really? To well, I, I had some help. Third Story Apartment. Lindsay over there is amazing. So. Oh, it looks awesome. And I'm really impressed. And I really love seeing you grow in this space. And I'm really excited to just, you know, follow your journey and see pretty much where this wild idea takes you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that question mark. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, as we get close to wrapping up the podcast, though, I love to hear just a piece of advice that you give to someone who's creative-minded and mm-hmm. would just love to hear from you and doesn't really know. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I, like, something that you'd tell me Mm-hmm. What what I would tell you? Yeah. Give me a piece of advice. I think because okay. <laughs> I'm just like this is me right now, and yeah. I have no idea what I want to do in my life. Like, I would say um, I always give the advice of play to your strengths, and so that helped me really niche down when I had a lot of things. Like I know we talked about values already, mm-hmm. but I think strengths is another thing to look at. Um, and this was another reason with the podcast of like how I really discovered that I'm not strong in in content creation. Um, I actually attended this like seminar by Todd Herman. If anyone's heard of him, he has a company called 90 day year and then he has this course and I attended a conference of his in San Diego when I was living here and he had this one particular session on, it was to help, um, coaches and consultants specifically, but it was showcasing, um, how we could serve better and so he drew this thing on the on the wall and it's kind of hard to like verbally share because it's so (laughs) visual but it was basically this grid and it gave um it just represented the three different ways that we serve so it was through content through concepts or through context and uh, on a one-to-one model or a one-to-many model so for example um, a one-to-one model for content would be like a course or writing a book because Mm -hmm. it's very intimate but a one-to-many could be like speaking on a stage or you know delivering content to a large group of people Um, and so each of these like little boxes had like an example and um so from 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 like speaking to creating courses to being a mentor or a coach or facilitator and you kind of just you would say like you are the majority on one, like one axis of that and it was a huge aha moment for me because I really realized there that like content is not my strength. So when I would see everyone creating online courses and doing these things and wondering why that was so hard for me, um, it was kind of like permission to opt out of that and not go there because I recognized I'm like, well, that isn't how I serve best. How I serve best is really one-on-one and through facilitation. Yeah. Um, so just like understanding your strengths and really like becoming very self-aware doing that work that we hear all the time like the personal development but I think I just like blew past that when I started as a business owner I'm like yeah yeah I'll take you know like do that work and personal development and learn about my like personality type or whatever but I don't think it's something that like blow over at all like spend a lot of time there get to know who you are what what your strengths are what your weaknesses are Um, and then use them as like differentiating factors for your business. And so I think it just makes it so much easier to stay in your lane when you can do that, when you, you're aware of your strengths and then you start to play to them and you're like, you don't care what anyone else thinks. You're like, this is my thing and this is what I'm good at. And that's it. I'm, that's good enough, you know? So, um, yeah, I guess that would be my advice. And cause that really helped me, 
um, niche down and I was like, I don't have to do all these other things and it allows me to say no so much more often. I think on my website I wrote like this past year I've said more, you know, gracious yeses to expand and more, you know, confident no's to simplify. I saw that on your about page. (laughs) Yeah, like it's huge. Yeah, so so important to say no to things that don't align with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And um, one last question. If you could have chai with anybody. Oh, man. um, Who would it be and why? Somebody asked me this question recently. And um, I said Sophia Bush. I don't know if you know her. I've loved her since One Tree Hill. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But um, even though I've loved her since then – these days, I love her more for just – she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's wicked smart. Um, and just the work that she's doing um, – she's an activist and an actress, for those of you who don't know. Um, but just the work that she's doing in the world and and just showing up and um, not – you know, playing these different roles but doing, doing it because it's something that she loves and – um, that she cares about like she's just got a, a huge heart and so I think there's yeah. just so many sides to her that I would love to like be her friend and it's funny because I I think I've, I've met a few people that know her Ooh. so I feel like I'm like one degree away <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um hopefully that will happen one no time, doubt but no doubt it yeah will. she's just brilliant and she you know invests in other companies and she's done a ton just she's so diverse so I love that that's the person that comes to mind recently or Justin Timberlake because that's my fave. <laughs> he is my fave. A great so. conversation. Like, what'd you even say to him? He is. He's coming out with a book too. So. Is he? Yeah. Apparently, mm. definitely gonna read that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me and just sharing your story. I really, really love it. And as much as I get to hear from you, you know, and even though you're so far away, like this means a lot for you to take the time while you are here in San Diego to just sit down and you know share more of everything that you're doing I really love it and I I think what you're doing is so beautiful so keep doing that girl like I'm so excited to just continue following along and I know I'm just like rambling right now but (laughs) um but yeah I really appreciate it thank you for the, the opportunity I mean to share my story and to reach hopefully some other people thank you yeah of course um before we go i'd love for you to share where people could connect with you and where they can tune into your podcast yeah my podcast if you just search ideas with intention on itunes we're on spotify as well and stitcher um so anywhere where podcasts are sold (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah ideas with intention my website's shannonscott.com and on instagram is at shannonscott shannon with an a yes there it is because i was like (laughs) hold on it's not like regular shannon yeah she's the better one but those are like (laughs) the three places i hang out so i love it and if anyone wants to book a chat for chai i do them virtually too so yes you guys should do it for sure (laughs) well thank you guys for tuning in we'll catch you in the next episode yay